Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Where are we, Olivia? We are just outside the entrance to the mansion tour at the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose. And I'm so excited to be here. I have been here before, but it's been a really long time. The Winchester Mystery House is one of those places that's in all of the tourist guidebooks. A spooky, historic attraction that's kind of like Alcatraz or riding a cable car in that many people who grew up here know about it, but have never visited. The Lost Boy Spirit 2 at 1210 is departing at the front of the house on the front porch. On a crisp fall day in the South Bay with Halloween just around the corner, reporter Carly Severn and I braved a tour of the sprawling house to see if we could uncover the home's secrets to see if it's really haunted. It's disorienting maze of rooms, staircases leading to nowhere, and then there are the ghosts. This is Boo Curious, your tour of the Bay Area's creepiest places. Today on the show, to kick off our month-long series, we're taking you inside the eerie Winchester Mystery House and unpacking the ghostly legend that's apparently behind it all. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Now stay close. You don't want to get lost. (laughs) Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. The Winchester Mystery House may be internationally famous for its bizarre, otherworldly architecture and stories about the ghosts who still stalk its corridors. But almost 140 years after its construction, the real mystery of this place is actually about the woman who lived and died here, Sarah Winchester. Let's go over the threshold with reporter Carly Severn and our tour guide, Alexis. 
Welcome to the Winchester Mystery House. My name is Alexis. I'll be your guide today for your hour-long tour through Mrs. Winchester's beautiful yet slightly unusual mansion. So the Mystery House is so confusing, so labyrinthine, that one of the first things our tour guide tells us is don't go wandering off alone. Just stick with me at all times. It's really easy to get lost inside this home, so I'm your only way out of your life. All right. And if the name of this place sounds familiar to you, that's because it's Winchester as in Winchester Rifle, one of the most notorious guns in history. Death was right there in Sarah Winchester's name. The Winchester Repeating Arms Company was one of the biggest, most profitable weapons manufacturers of the 19th century. And by marrying into the family that owned it, Sarah Winchester was the heiress to that fortune. The legend goes that Sarah moved from the East Coast to California after a psychic told her that building this bizarre place would appease the angry ghosts of all those people killed by Winchester rifles. Ghosts she spoke to in seances, sequestered inside her house of mystery. This is also the version of this story that's repeated in the 2018 horror movie Winchester, which stars Helen Mirren as Sarah. The spirits killed by the rifle, they guide me. The bells summon them. They communicate through plans, drawings. They want me to reconstruct the rooms that they died in then they can enter our world. And when you're inside it on one of their public tours, it's kind of plausible that this mansion was designed by someone who wasn't, shall we say, fully operating on this astral plane. Like what floor we're on? Like we could be on the seventh floor. We could be on the third floor. Like with the staircases being strangely sized and shaped. It's very disorienting. Yeah, this place, uh, you kind of get lost the minute you step through the door. Yeah. It's, it's weird. <laughs> the Winchester Mystery House sprawls across 24,000 square feet. It has 160 rooms, including 13 bathrooms. There are 17 chimneys, 47 stairways, many of which lead nowhere, 2,000 doors, and 10,000 windows. If you built the mystery house today, construction costs would come to $71 million. The house itself is fascinating. Yet, as the tour makes clear, the woman behind it, the one who locked herself away in this dark, doom-laden place, is even more so. I really love this house and the history behind it, but mainly I love Sarah more than anything. I've gained so much respect for her. But with so much rumor and legend, what do we really know about Sarah Winchester? Everyone knows Sarah as Sarah Winchester, but she was originally born as Sarah Lockwood Pardee. She was born in 1839, New Haven, Connecticut, and she grew up very well educated in life. Sarah married the Winchester heir, William, in the 1860s, but she was then fated to suffer multiple waves of devastating loss in her life. 
In her 20s, she lost her only child when they were just five weeks old. 14 years later, in 1880, her father-in-law died, followed closely by her own husband, and then her sister. And the legend goes, it was at that point that Sarah decided to move out to California on a desperate quest at the behest of a psychic. Right? I don't hold the general public responsible for misperceptions. It's really um, a, a, a hundred-year-old marketing campaign. This is Sarah Winchester's biographer, the Bay Area writer Mary Jo Ignoffo. And she says that first off, this spooky relocation theory just doesn't check out. Mary Jo says Sarah's own doctor was urging her to seek out warmer climes that would be better for her health and her grief. What's more, Sarah didn't move out here alone. One of her surviving sisters was already planning to leave the East Coast for Oakland. It's not so much that a psychic told her to go as family circumstances and life led her to California. But could Sarah have felt that creeping worry that the victims of Winchester guns might come back to haunt her? For Mary Jo, the big problem with this theory is how much Sarah chose to remain involved with the Winchester Repeating Arms Company even after her husband's death. Sarah stayed on as an active, highly engaged member on the company's board for years when she could have just cut loose with her money. Sarah landed in the Bay Area already a keen amateur architect. And in 1886, she purchased a modest two-story farmhouse in the San Jose area and converted it into her giant mansion. It was her canvas. She would say, oh, try it this way. No, I don't like that. Rip it down. Let's try it again. Oh, I like this wood better. The construction consumed her for over three decades. She kind of unleashed her interior design, artistic um, talents, her desire to be an architect on that house. Sarah's new San Jose neighbors were baffled, and the local press became fascinated. And they weren't just intrigued by the scale of her ever-expanding compound. They were also mystified by the Winchester widow herself. She was a hyper-private outsider who shunned the aristocrats of the South Bay social scene. And despite all that interest, Sarah stayed silent as the grave about what on earth, or maybe elsewhere, was driving her to keep expanding and transforming her strange, sprawling home. She was also one of those most unfathomable creatures, a single woman who had no interest in making other people comfortable with explanations. She would not talk to the press, and so they started creating stories. One rumor at the time claimed that Sarah believed eternally remodeling the house would keep her alive. Others said that Sarah was obsessively trying to contact the spirit world through those seances of hers. And then finally, the, the last iteration is she's crazy. The new century arrived. Sarah grew older and older still. By the last decade of her life, she owned many homes around the South Bay, not just the Mystery House. It was in one of those other houses that she actually chose to spend most of her final years. But in the very end, something drew her back. And it was to the Winchester Mystery House that Sarah returned to see out her last days on Earth, alone. 
She died inside the house of heart failure in 1922, a Victorian from another era in the Roaring Twenties, who lived long enough to see the first airplane fly and the Titanic sink. After all those years of construction, Sarah's house finally fell silent. But her house did not stay silent for long. Just months after Sarah died, in the spring of 1923, the mansion was leased by a couple who apparently planned to build an amusement park on the site, complete with a roller coaster. But they pivoted to offering public tours of the place. Her house was turned into a haunted house to attract tourists within months of her death. The public thrilled to finally see inside Mrs. Winchester's house of intrigues, egged on by breathless promotion, like this 1929 advert in the Oakland Tribune. World's most marvelous and oddest house, under construction 36 years, cost millions, builder guided by the spirits, open every day, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. But still, the question remains, why does this place look so odd? According to the legend, Sarah intended these strange features by design to either confuse the spirits in her house or as a way to pay homage to them, like decorating your home for Halloween. But remember that when it came to architectural design, Sarah was an enthusiastic amateur learning as she went. And a lot of the apparent mysteries might simply betray those false starts. And then there's what happened in 1906. The house at its peak, literally, was seven stories. And in the earthquake of 1906, the top four collapsed in on themselves. This means that all those weird doors, all of those stairs to nowhere, they might have led somewhere very real when they were first built. So now we come to it. What about the ghosts? So much of this place's appeal has been fueled by this legend of Sarah as a devoted spiritualist, this lonely widow obsessed with inviting in the netherworld through her seances. On the Mystery House tour, you can even place your hands on the table and hear the sounds of a seance echo around you. Sing all spirits, hearken all souls. We gather to offer a clarion call to the spirit world as we seek to open a window for those who still reside here in the Winchester Mansion. Spiritualism was technically a belief system that hinged on attempting contact with the dead. And it was popular among upper-crust women like Sarah at this time. But Mary Jo says there's no record that Sarah ever attended the local spiritualist gatherings. And this image of Sarah the recluse shut away in her scary house, communing solo with the dead, it runs contrary to the whole point of spiritualism. If you were to have a seance, you would not do it in a closet in the middle of your house. You would invite other like-minded people. At its very most basic level, spiritualism is a social enterprise. And Sarah had a well-documented aversion to visitors in her house. Of course, this hasn't stopped over a century of rumours about an otherworldly connection, making the Winchester Mystery House famous worldwide. 
Ghost hunters and supernatural enthusiasts report unearthly sightings and unexplained presences sensed in its winding corridors and infinite rooms. And let's face it, visitors who arrive at the Mystery House for its public tours today are coming in the hope of experiencing just that. We, we sit down in certain areas on the spirit tour and I have had people ask me, what's the most possessed seat? <laughs> and I never know what to say to them. And I'm just like, you know what, that one. <laughs> Even a total skeptic has to admit it. In that bright San Jose sunshine, this place is dark and claustrophobic enough to really give you the creeps. In many ways, the Mystery House legends represent all the things that feel like they should be true, especially when you think of how you'd feel in Sarah Winchester's shoes. How could a person get rich from making new instruments of death and not feel guilty? How could a lonely woman suffer such tragedy and never once feel the impulse to see if her lost loved ones could talk back. But what if the hard facts of Sarah's life actually leave us with a far more recognizable story about how people react to overwhelming change and loss, how they can alienate themselves from the world in the process? And let's face it, when we talk about death through ghosts and ghouls, we're offered straightforward, even pleasurable scares. It's death in the real world, and what it does to the humans left living, that's truly unsettling to dwell on. So faced with that choice? Listen, if you go to the mystery house and feel a sudden chill down your spine, well, Maybe it's hard not to feel your thoughts drawn to the supernatural in the right settings, especially at this time of year. On our tour, being led into the Mystery House's dark, cold basement, we certainly weren't immune from just that. Descending stairs into the darkness. Ah. <laughs> uh. This is the thing, you can come in with all this, you know, I've got my factual head on, and, and you, then you come into a dark room that's cold, and you're like, well, who, who's to say, who's to say? <laughs> because sometimes, even when we know the facts, it's just far more appealing to indulge in a little mystery. That was KQED's Carly Severn. This is the first in our four-part Boo Curious series. That's right, the whole month of October, we'll be bringing out eerie stories with a Bay Curious twist. Be sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the fun. This just in, Bay Curious is up for a Signal Award. That's a listener's choice award for podcasts. It would mean the world to us if you would toss us a vote. Find a link in our show notes or at baycurious.org. Tickets are now available for our upcoming theatrical walking tour of the AIDS Memorial Grove in Golden Gate Park. Come learn about the history of this amazing space from the people who helped create it. Plus, live music, dance, and the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Space is limited. Learn more at kqed.org live. 
This episode was produced by Amanda Font, Christopher Beal, and me, Olivia Allen Price. Shout out to Dan Brecky for his voice work. Additional support from Jen Chien, Katie Springer, Cesar Saldana, Maha Sanad, Holly Kernan, and the whole KQED family. Have a good one, everybody. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 